Welcome to FACL, Ontario's podcast. FACL is a coalition of Asian-Canadian legal professionals working to promote equity, justice, and opportunity for Asian-Canadian legal professionals and a wider community. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the FACL podcast series. This is your host, Michelle Cito, broadcasting live from our virtual studio. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Lee, recording this podcast from a virtual studio, otherwise known as my home office. Today, we have Timothy Law and Samantha Lowe. Timothy is a third-year law student at Osgoode Hall Law School and will soon start his articles at Baskin. Samantha is a third-year law student at U of Ottawa, and she will be returning to BLG to start her articles very soon. Both Timothy and Samantha are student directors of FACL, so thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. So before we even launch into our segment, I just want to ask, how are you guys doing, Timothy, Samantha? Today is the last day of all our school things, I think, for most people. So I think Timothy and and I are now officially graduated or we finished with all the schoolwork. So I'm pretty happy about that. So it seems like we've kind of made it to the light at the end of the tunnel, but Yeah, it's hard to adjust just being away from friends and not being able to celebrate. But other than that, we're pretty good. Uh, It's uh, certainly taken some adaptation since the start of isolation. Of course, you've had to do a lot of remote coursework. And certainly working from home where where your residence was during when you were a student is certainly a bit of a change, especially when you're trying to get in all that physical activity and exercise and trying to, at the same time, maintain a bit of social distancing, as people call it now. So. That's all, all, all of it in general, in total, has certainly been a big change. You mentioned, Timothy, that you're taking more time to learn remotely. How have law schools such as Osgood adapted to the realities of this pandemic? Yeah, so certainly, just to give a general theme, uh, the general change for Osgood, and I suppose for many other law schools, is just from uh, a lot of physical classroom settings, has more change towards virtual settings. So. Uh, for example, Osgood has made use of Zoom as a kind of a video conferencing software to hold classes. Uh, on top of Zoom, Osgood generally has re- recorded lectures as well, and professors have started using that more as a means to convey their lessons. Unfortunately, many events, such as uh, formal or graduation ceremonies, uh, something that's quite pertinent for me and Samantha, have to be cancelled due to social isolation. And other activities, such as like school-sanctioned travel, and other internships that are outside the school have also been uh, either cancelled or the students that have the opportunity to work remotely have been able to do that. Otherwise, the schools have tried to make most of the resources available still to students through remote uh, channels. So, for example, like library services, career and academic services have been able to be done remotely. And ultimately, uh, just as Samantha said, we just finished our exams in the past week. And all of the exams have been held remotely as well, or they've been substituted with other assignments such as take-home exams or just uh, exchanging exams for long-term, for basically term papers as well. So Samantha, what type of concerns do students now have given that classes have moved online, exams are being taken online, or you know, substitutes assignments have taken their place? What type of concerns do students have? 
I think overall, aside from the uncertainty, the biggest theme is just our quality of education. A lot of schools, as Tim has mentioned, we've developed different evaluation methods. So for example, U Ottawa, we had an option of being able to choose whether or not we wanted our classes to be pass-fail, but that was going to be for all of our classes. So that caused a bit of anxiety for us as students because for some of our classes, they might be ones where we've already done a lot of assignments or papers. So it seems like a waste if we decide to just pass fail everything. But on the other hand, with all these changes, it's difficult because if we have to do exams now at home with a lack of study space, with maybe a poor internet or not enough quiet to actually do the exams, it becomes difficult. So we were stressing about what to choose during those times. And it was difficult too, because we weren't sure how employers would see pass-fail grades on our transcripts. So that was a choice that we've had to deal with. And another point to the quality of education was that for the Zoom calls, it's more effective for classes like seminar classes. Whereas for other colleagues of mine who have had to do admin law or more black letter mandatory classes, it was a lot more difficult to learn such substantive material online. So it was kind of an unfair disadvantage in a sense where it seems like we were paying a lot for tuition and we weren't getting the same level of education as we would have gotten if COVID didn't happen. Um, And it was just challenging too because for classes like oral advocacy it's a very important skill that we want to develop in law school before we get started with working but I've had friends tell me that instead of submitting an oral brief they had to just do a written brief which kind of defeats the whole purpose of oral advocacy. So I guess these kind of nuanced learning tools that you don't really think about when you're in school ended up being a huge concern for most of my colleagues and I. And I know another thing in terms of extracurriculars, it's also part of law school. And without that aspect of it, it seems like we were kind of taken away from the law school community that we're normally used to. And that not only affects um, our ability to contribute to the community, but it also affects our mental health. Because when you're not able to socialize with your classmates, if you're not able to work on your research projects, or if they become delayed, it becomes more difficult. And even for clinics, it's there's a lot of vulnerable clients that are affected by this as well, because we're not able to enter the clinics to be able to work for our clients. And at the same time, court procedures have been changing as well. So we're trying to learn of all the changes and we're trying to communicate with them. And it's just been really difficult to try to navigate all of these things. So I want to touch on a couple of points you brought up. It seems like overall, would you say that the law school experience has diminished in the sense that obviously, especially with these black letter courses, it's really hard to conduct them via Zoom. You have extracurriculars, moots, that you're supposed to be demonstrating your oral advocacy, but instead we're submitting written briefs. But, you know, we're still paying the same tuition. When I went to U of T, tuition was a really pressing issue, and I'm sure that it still is at U of T and at other law schools across Ontario and across Canada. So now that, you know, we have COVID-19 and what can arguably be a diminished law school experience, have students brought this tuition issue to the forefront, to the administration, to the law school? I think to my knowledge at U Ottawa, we haven't brought up this issue. I think amongst friends, we've jokingly said that we want portions of our tuition back. But I think 
because we were trying to deal with all the exams and trying to get through that, it seemed like that issue wasn't at the forefront of our minds. But I think now would be a great time for us to look into that issue further. But I'm not sure what Osgood is doing, and maybe Tim can speak to that a little bit more. But for you, Ottawa, we do have some financial bursaries that the school has issued. And I think that was right when the pandemic started. And I know the school was very quick to accept applications, review applications, and kind of distribute money as fast as possible. But it was something that we didn't really hear about until later. Tim, does Osgood have anything for tuition? Not that I have heard of. But I think one of the biggest contrasts to your experience at UOttawa has actually been at Osgood the grading policy that they implemented was mandatory pass-fail for all courses. And actually among the student community and among faculty, there was a big, well, there was a, a bit of a debate about whether it should be made optional or mandatory because it's, I think it was quite clear to everyone that pass-fail was the way to go considering the current circumstance that we find ourselves in. Uh, but basically on kind of the points of equality for all students that you and equity for all students that you touched upon, Osgood's student community actually went to their legal enlist society, which is basically the, the student governing body, and for them to go forward to the Osgood administration to press forward our belief that a mandatory pass-fail policy would have been the best way to go forward. And that's the main crux of how the student community came together to issue their own opinion. Timothy, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier when you were talking about the changes that the universities are implementing due to COVID-19. And I think you mentioned that career services has moved online uh, and is being offered remotely. We've been hearing some concerns from law students about recruitment and job prospects. Could you maybe touch a little bit on that, what you've been hearing? I know that you've got a position lined up, but perhaps you know others had positions and they've lost them or they've been pushed back a bit. So uh, maybe we could hear your thoughts and then Samantha's. Yeah, certainly. I guess in when we look at students, of course, there's kind of three different levels. There's first year, second year, and articling students. And to speak towards the first and second year recruits first, just from the updates we've been getting from our career office, it's the most pervasive issue is just generally the uncertainty of it, because the first year and the second year recruits are still a bit far in the future. So how COVID might actually impact the recruits, how basically how it might be organized is still too far off to be certain. And from what Osgood's career office have said, they're still currently trying to canvas all the employers to see what the general consensus or general opinion is. But certainly among students, personally, they found that for first year and second year students, they're a bit concerned that future opportunities and future summer jobs might be less than normal. And certainly in the current case, because of COVID, the student opportunities that are generally there are not there. And for example, uh, speaking to a U of T student, they said that one of the really interesting things that U of T has done is actually they've tried to make more RA positions and they've tried to prioritize them for first year and second year students that don't currently have a summer job. And for Osgood's Career Services, they've also provided memos on what kind of alternative opportunities are out there. So for example, uh, you could do volunteer work, try and find a RA position, research assistant position, or perhaps cold calling some smaller legal firms or solo practitioners. So just to kind of make use of those connections. And for articling students, it's a bit of a different narrative in terms of the impact because articling students are really at the forefront of 
how COVID is really going to affect students in their search for jobs. And certainly, as you said, Andrea, many Arctic students have found that their start dates have been postponed. Even Arctic students that are currently Arctic, some of them have seen that uh, their articles have been abridged, or perhaps their salaries have taken a cut due to the financial stress on their employers. The impact that I've, after speaking to a lot of other classmates and current Arctic students, the impact that generally the students have seen is there isn't really one consensus. It's it's very dependent on the practice areas and what kind of employer you have. And for example, uh, two legal areas that I found from speaking to other students that have been hit particularly hard are positions in legal aid and criminal law. And the reasons behind that is that, of course, even before COVID, legal aid had a bit of a cut uh, due to government policy. So even then, the positions that were usually there weren't there. And certainly, as of now, uh, a lot of the criminal proceedings and trials in, in court have been suspended until September. So a lot of the work and a lot of the financial flow for criminal law firms have been hit. So coming from students there, it's quite difficult. And so for Arctic student, it, it is a, a bit of a precarious situation at the moment. Samantha, can we hear your thoughts on the job prospects and recruitment issues that you might be aware of? Yeah, I think uh, Tim made a great point about the criminal industry and the legal aid industry taking a bit more of a hit than other areas. But I think another aspect is just for a lot of small firms, I've had a lot of friends tell me that their summer positions have been revoked. And especially for second year students, I think this causes a lot of stress because usually a summer position is their gateway into an articling position. So they have less to worry about in their last year of law school and they can know that they will have experience so they can get called to the bar. So I think it's difficult because the revoking of offers has been happening and continues to happen. And it seems like the law schools and the career centers are trying to address this by creating, like at U Ottawa, similar to what Tim said at Osgood, there are more RA positions, there are more student internship opportunities, but it's just difficult because there's no guidance in terms of what do you do now? Like, how do you even go about trying to find another job? Are people even hiring right now? It's just a lot of uncertainty on that. I think in addition to what Tim said, those are the main concerns that I've been hearing. Just to add something, certainly onto what Samantha told us, in terms of talking to some of the other classmates I've had, I talked to a junior lawyer that basically at the moment just finished her articles in a criminal law firm. And speaking basically exactly what Samantha's sentiments are, like kind of the uncertainty of of how we're supposed to proceed further on into the future. I asked her, what would you say to a law student in terms of how you should look into proceeding in the future? And she basically said that at this point, it's quite an uncertain situation. And students will certainly have to be more creative and proactive than usual on the job hunt to look at what kind of jobs are out there and what kind of connections they can make. And surprisingly, they actually also said that students should seek to emphasize their skills and technology since this remote situation can be used and turned into a benefit for students into looking for positions. So this uncertainty can be seen in kind of these comments. Samantha, for you personally, what are your top concerns when you return back to your law firm to start your articles? I think, well, recent news has come out yesterday that the LSO has now said that articling terms are temporarily shortened from eight months to 10 months. So this, I guess, is to accommodate what 
is going to be happening with the bar, which we are still not sure the exact details of because the LSO has said that the bar might be postponed until August or it said it might be online, but materials are still out. So in terms of returning to my law firm, it's a concern of when exactly do we start now that we know that the term is shortened? Are we supposed to be studying while we're articling now? And how is that all going to work? And I think that another concern is hire backs. I know now that even firms are not hiring back as many students as they normally do in this round of the current articling students. So I'm just not sure how that's going to trickle into next year when we're as articling students are looking for hire back. Timothy, how about you? Do you share similar concerns as you start your articles soon? Yeah, I think that Samantha really touched on most of the concerns that I have similarly. And certainly higher back is, is one of those due to the fact that we're, we really don't know what the long-term perspective is at the moment. I guess two more additions and two more concerns I have is actually, I know that my employer will, will probably start on time, but we're probably going to have to remotely work if the situation continues to persist. As we know now, adapting to isolation is a bit difficult, but for, for us, if we start to work from home, how is that, how is that going to affect us? And especially in the articling position where articling is an experience where you get the opportunity to work in a law firm physically and have face-to-face time with associates, partners, and different lawyers. So with the absence of that kind of perspective, I'm slightly concerned about how that might impact me personally. And the second thing is also tying into this concept of remote work. One of my friends basically said that the courts have had to, and the legal profession in general, has had to really kind of evolve quickly towards a more digital forum. And while this rapid transformation is something that is beneficial and good, the question is really how as students and perhaps future lawyers, how might we have to adapt to that as well? Will we be able to adapt? That's, that's also a kind of a more long-term concern that I have when I return to Article. And one more thing I would add as well as another issue that seems to be a concern of most are incoming articling students. I think it's the same whether you're in private or whether you're in government that there's just been a lack of updates overall. And we understand that everything is contingent on what the LSO says about articling terms and about the bar, but it just seems that a lot of us are left in the dark and it's not particular to big firms. It's also for people who are having who are in government. So just the overall lack of uh, updates has been another stressor. So I think what we're hearing from the students is that they perhaps would like more transparency, if it was possible, more information flow to help ease some of the anxiety. That's a good tip for employers who might be listening to this podcast. So Timothy, have you heard from your friends who might be uh, working at smaller firms? Do they share the same concerns that you do? I think certainly uh, in similar respects. Touching to that issue about kind of a lack of transparency and lack of communication, some of my friends are working for some smaller firms, but surprisingly, they actually haven't gotten many updates or maybe perhaps sometimes just no updates from their employer. The alternative to articling is the LPP program, and the deadline for that is coming up on June 1st. And for them, it's, it's slightly pressing due to the fact that they're not quite sure at the moment whether, like, for example, Samantha has some friends that have had their offer revoked. But at this time, some of my friends also have kind of their offers in a precarious situation because they just really don't know where it's going. 
And with the LPP program deadline coming up as being an alternative to the article program, it's just something that's quite pressing for them. It's, it's a bit stressful. Well, thank you both for sharing your insights and your stories with us. We're going to close out this podcast by asking you some questions that'll hopefully leave a positive note for our listeners. So perhaps, Samantha, we can start with you. Do you know of any resources that are available for students um, where they can get information or guidance in these times? Yeah, definitely. I know on Facebook, there's a group called the Law Job Exchange, and that's usually uh, where people post upcoming positions, and that's where some updates come up with respect to employment. So I think that's a great place to look for those that don't know that this group exists. And other than that, I know personally for U Ottawa, there is a regional alumni advisor. So if your school has a designated person to reach out to whether or not you have any questions with respect to employment or what kind of decisions you should make. We reached out to our alumni advisor to ask her like how do employers perceive pass-fail grades and she was very helpful with that. So if there are, is anyone you can talk to, then that'd be great. And obviously lean on your friends and your family and your colleagues. We're all in the same position. We're all in the same boat. So we all understand and we're here to support each other. And Timothy, do you have any advice for our listeners who might be feeling some anxiety? Yeah, it's uh, certainly a tough situation. And as Samantha said, the law student community and just the lawyer community, we're all here together and we'll help get through this and support each other. And the school's also there for you. If you're a younger student, article student, it's just been amazing how career services, despite the challenges, have still been there. And certainly a lot of students have, whether it be alumni or current students, have come out to reach out and help other students. And just on a positive note, I was recently listening to an OBA podcast that was discussing almost the exact same topic. They had a couple of recruiters speak about the student situation, the student perspective. One of the most common conclusions that they had was that when this situation comes to a conclusion, it comes to an end, they believe that the opportunities for legal work will really be there and that there will be an upturn in work at the end. I think that to be a bit more optimistic, uh, we will get through this and certainly stick it out. And then uh, once we get to the end, there will be opportunities for people. I think that staying optimistic is a great way to go in this tough times. Yeah, I completely agree with what Tim has said. And you actually brought up a really good point about just the uptake in legal work. And if we were to look at this positively too, not to make light of this pandemic, but it has forced the legal community to rely more on technology. And I think that's an area that the legal profession is lagging behind in. So now because all law schools are forced to have classes online, maybe this can make law more accessible for other people. Those are all really great points. Thank you again for being on our podcast and for giving such great advice to our listeners. We think it's been extremely helpful for students to hear that they're not alone in facing these challenging times. So we hope you both stay well and thanks everyone. Thank you for listening. We invite you to check out our website at on.facl.ca and subscribe to Fackles newsletters and podcasts. If you have any questions, please contact us through our website. We look forward to having you join us again.